Thank you for checking out this episode of Wiregrass Daily News Sports. You can find the podcast over at wiregrassdailynews.com or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please follow, rate, and review. Leave a review, and I will read it on a future edition of the show. And if you just leave four stars, you are just a straight-up hater. You can follow me on social media over at pjordansec. You can email me at sportstalkfieldjordan at gmail.com. Welcome to Wiregrass Daily News Sports. This is your daily look at sports in the Wiregrass and the Southeast. Dothan Wolves on 96.9, the legend producer, Philip Jordan, breaks the news, covers the games, and talks to experts in the Wiregrass and Southeast. And now, Philip Jordan. All right, everybody, my guest here on the Tuesday edition of Wiregrass Daily News Sports is my compadre on Friday nights, the guys I send it to, uh, to call the Dothan Wolves games, the voice of the Dothan Wolves, Dothan Wolves play-by-play broadcaster on 96.9 The Legend, Jerry Coleman. Uh, uh, Jerry, I appreciate you coming on and uh, jumping on the pod. Yeah, always good to get on the pod with and definitely talk Dothan Wolves football. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We, you know, everybody's used to hearing you and Ken call the games on Friday nights, and then of course with the coaches' show on Thursday night. So a little bit maybe different layout here, uh, getting your thoughts and opinions. And wow, what a game Friday night! Beating Enterprise, and that was a long time coming. They asked the Dothan Wolves their second time beating Enterprise. Beat them year one. This was their first time beating them as a seven seven A opponent. It was a non region because Dothan was six A that first year. But uh, coming in and going to Enterprise, getting that big win, just, you know, your overall thoughts on the performance from the Dothan Wolves on Friday night. Well, if you was able to listen in, the first thing was it's kind of kind of a kind of a quiet moment. Unlike uh, most places that uh, that we played at, we were we we're expecting a, uh, a good crowd. Finally, it did show up. Uh, Enterprise Stadium is one of those. There's only two ways in and two ways out. And unlike uh, Rip Hughes, where you've got a lot of ways to get in, but of course, when you get in and get parked, uh, you can get the stadium pretty easy. But uh, but yeah, you know, I think it started off with kind of the, the toss of the coin. Uh, we won, and Coach Kennedy decided to, you know, wait to the second half. And uh, so we knew right then, uh, and all week we were talking about not sure what quarterback we may see. Um, Axton, their, their starter from the first year, got concussion against Central Phoenix City and was out three or four weeks, played a half last week against Prattville. But uh, uh, I went out to practice uh, early in the week. Uh, I was off and able to go out and watch it. And they kind of worked on seeing Eric Winters, who's a big kid, kind of kind of took the ham as quarterback um, uh, when, when Axton went out. And then we started out with uh, Winters came out first, second series with Axton, third series Winters. Four series Jackson, and we could see a pattern going on when uh, when Eric Winters in the in, in the game. It's mostly a run game with Dunlap and uh, Griffin and Winters back there running the football. But when Axton come in, it kind of gave up. Um, pretty much just runs tackle to tackle and, and throwing the ball, um, you know. But of course, we scored. I think halfway through the first quarter, we went in halftime seven to nothing. And you could tell, and Ken and I talked a little bit about it on the on the broadcast, kind of a momentum change in the third quarter, um, kind of uh, leading leading out with uh, with the offense, kind of started clicking for enterprise. 
But uh, just looking back at it, Enterprise did not cross the 50 until the second half. So mm-hmm. it was it was kind of interesting to see that. Um, Enterprise got a good ball take. It was probably one of the most physical games, both sides of the ball, um, that we've seen all year. Uh, score reflected it. Uh, definitely a defensive battle. Coach Blackman had, uh, I think, nine returning defensive players from last year. And uh, so, but, uh, but that, was, that was a strength of, of them. We, we had a hard time running tackle to tackle. Um, but then Alexander had a big run. Uh, we had some short passes to, uh, to Corbett. And then, uh, you know, before we looked up, though, it was tied 14 to 14. Uh, and then that one play that, uh, that uh, Coach Kennedy and Coach Jones, Coach Hanson put in this week was that double pass that kept uh, that kept got Corbett wide, wide open. So Barnes was able to connect with, with Corbett for that big run. But it left four and a half minutes on the clock. And Coach Blackman did a good job of keeping all his timeouts. Uh, so was kind of wondering when was he going to start using those timeouts? Yeah, and it you know really, it was like most of the game. It was a defensive game, as you said. And then the fourth quarter happened, and points and big plays, explosions, and everything. But that first half, I mean, and then the defense. I mean, neither team, I think there were seven punts uh, were in the first half. Ten possessions between the two teams, seven punts. But Dozen gets on the board early uh, with Marion Peterson handing it off to A.J. Alexander uh, for that 45-yard touchdown. That was like late into the first quarter. I think there was 38 seconds mm-hmm. left. And it, that was big, just kind of carrying it through that whole the whole first half. Like, What, what were you and, and Ken, too, seeing like there in that first half, just the defensive struggle that it was? Well, you know, I think uh, uh, Fred Veely, which is a big defensive uh, lineman for uh, for Enterprise, we kept kept an eye on him all night. Uh, Coach kind of gave us a uh, kind of somebody to keep an eye on him and JT Hooten, uh, and he always went to the strike strong side of the field. Now, probably don't know it, uh, and, and we've probably not doing a good job of calling it, but uh, with um, Jamal Ryle out, they've moved Anthony Castillo kind of in that blocking back position. So it adds a little little beef over there on that on that strong side of that single wing. Uh, and, and, and the blocking techniques are there, but we just ran into another defense kind of like Central Phoenix City of last week where they just kind of box it up. Mm-hmm. And uh, Enterprise is not only strong physically, they're also fast. So unlike some teams where you got an A.J. Alexander or Jamarian Peterson that can get outside, that was a struggle, you know, and it was a defensive battle. And, and I think from uh, from the coach's booth right below us, they were looking for opportunities to to get that uh, that little quick pass across the middle. And unlike last week, too, Phillip, um, Central Phoenix City, very physical. So Sam Broadway really didn't have a lot of time to make a decision in the pocket. Offensive did a great job. Offensive line did a great job Friday night in giving him some time to look, look at his leads, look at his opportunities. You know, he had a big throw too there in the second half. Uh, Dothan went on a 66 yard drive, that third and long uh, to, Donovan, to Donovan Jones. Mm-hmm. Really big play. Of course, AJ Alexander capitalized on that. And then it, it seemed like, you know, with Broadway too, uh, first year starter, he's really. Each week, each week, it feels like he's getting better at that, too. Overall, well, you're, talking about, 
Yeah, you're talking about a kid last year was a true freshman, kind of mm-hmm. came in, and, and and you know how tough our region is. I mean, probably toughest in the state. Mm-hmm. And he was able to get in some games last year. Uh, but in a period of a year, Philip, this kid has gotten stronger, gotten faster, and gotten smarter. And not only that, I mean, the team picks the captains. And I don't ever remember a sophomore being voted in as a captain amongst his peers. So that tells you a little bit about his leadership skills. But uh, so so we were able to bring in this year uh, some more threats, throwing the ball down the field. Last year it was uh, Raymond Blackman and t- uh, Tamarian Peterson. I mean, that, that was it. That was the, the big runs last year. Uh, with that, this year you had Jane Barnes, you had Jalen Corbett, um, and, and Donovan Jones that can that can get down the field. And with that beefy line that we have now, gives gives up the arm strength now that you see from from Sam Broadway. Yeah, you know, other side, you know, and I got to thinking about this actually as we're having this conversation. This is a game going into it where Dustin has some experience because you mentioned the two quarterbacks. Well, they dealt with that against Auburn. And I remember Coach talking about on the uh, Coach Show after. They prepare for both of them as if one of them started. I'm sure it was the exact same thing as you mentioned here. And then with Eric Winters, he had that big touchdown run, tied the game at 14. And then Dothan comes out with their possession that leads to the win. Uh, The double pass, uh, just for you going into the play before it happened, trust me, if anybody was listening on 96.9 The Legend, which they should have and they should listen every Friday when Dothan was a player, the excitement come out of your voice. How did it look as it was developing, you know, on the field for the people who maybe didn't see it, only listened to the radio call, but for someone that had their eyes on it? Well, we didn't bring it up to probably late in the fourth quarter, but it seemed like the ball was on Enterprise's hash side the whole second half. So, so it was it was a place in the middle of the field, and um, not really a change in the in the format in the fourth because we had you know kind of Jaden in the slot, Barnes at the wide receiver, and he just took you know a step up or two. Broadway stepped enough about you know five feet back to make sure it was a forward pass. And it wasn't a fake to bring up the safety or anything. So I think when they saw the pass, it, it broke where Corbett could get a little bit of little bit of separation between him and the guy behind him. But but you know, we'd seen we'd seen um Barnes throw the ball a little bit during the year, kind of short passes, but but nothing like he threw. And of course it it happened on Enterprise's sideline. So they just probably looked up and said, you know, if it, it was a perfect pass right in stride. And uh, uh, to the point to where the safety broke just enough toward the line of scrimmage to get caught. Uh, but it was a foot race for Corbett to make it to the end zone. Yeah, it, I was, know, it was an exciting play. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just hearing it. I'm in the studio hearing the call. It was just, it, was, it was an exciting moment. Uh, a big moment of the season. I think after the season is over, you know, however it does end, we'll look back at the Enterprise game and, perhaps that moment as one of the key moments of the season. But, I, you know, reading the Dustin Eagle, uh, Coach Kennedy did put, we saw the safety trigger safety trigger in all night. So that was kind of like one of them setup plays. Like, you don't do that early. You, you have to do it almost kind of late in that moment uh, when you kind of lulled them in. It's, okay, this is a run play. This is a run play. And the way Dustin plays, running it as much as they do, boom, over the top. Yeah, and it was, it was kind of set up that way because, like we said, 
they they loaded the box and and uh, Enterprise got a big defensive line, very physical linebackers. Uh, so you know we were able to get two or three y- yards running uh, between tackle to tackle, uh, and that's one reason I think why you know Peterson has had a great year and will continue to have a great year, but just wasn't getting any momentum, and that's why we saw Alexander uh, back there at that running back position. Uh, some where normally it's kind of in that in that uh, single wing, but uh, was able to kind of kind of find a crease. And you know, AJ's not a big kid, but he's gutsy and he's strong and he's physical uh, and he has a big heart. And um, so so you, you saw a change there. And because of that, and Peterson's speed didn't take him out. He put him outside the slot. So uh, a few times we saw uh, throughout the year. Broadway in the backfield, kind of in the shotgun. Peterson's on the sidelines, and we've got three true receivers out there. Well, now he's using Peterson also out there. It's kind of a wide out. So, yeah, and uh, quarterback Sam Broadway also from the Dustin Eagle talked about they put the play in this week. So, and he talked talked about, and I'm paraphrasing. This is not word for word from the quote. They're just waiting for the right time. And like we said, that was well, it. you know we one. talked about it on the coaches show. Ken asked a question last week. You know we're we're kind of seeing a play here or there that we hadn't seen all year, and mm-hmm. you know kind of off record he says, "Well, wait till Friday night." You know, so uh, the opportune time come at the right time, uh, and and know that we now have that play in the arsenal. But you know, going back to defense, you know, I was looking at the uh, stats that we kind of looked at talked about yesterday. You know, total yardage for Dothan was only 285. Enterprise had 299. We had uh, 37 plays. Enterprise had 50, you know. So it was uh, – didn't have the ball much, but we capitalized on it uh, when we had it, you know. And i tell you what, special teams with, with Wesley Farmer is it, it, a game winner. I mean, mm-hmm. when you got speed – he puts it in the end zone. <clears throat> he struggled last week hunting. He didn't struggle at all Friday night at Enterprise. I mean, he put it where he needed it, never kicked anything short, and it was it definitely turned the field and changed the game up a lot. Yeah, you know, this is you know, I think on the game, we'll kind of look forward for the rest of the season for Dothan in yeah. 7A Region 2. It was a clean game pretty much for Dothan. No turnovers on their side. Enterprise got a – I think the quarterback's a little sloppy with the ball at times. Uh, they didn't lose every fumble, but they had a couple fumbles in there, kind of right. drive killers on their side. So, and that was another thing for Dothan. Like, yeah, the, the plays and the yardage may not be where they want it, but a clean game. They didn't really do anything in the game to hurt themselves. Right. You know, uh, Broadway never threw an interception. I think there were three fumbles uh, by Enterprise. We recovered one of those. Uh, but uh, I think Enterprise had a lot of penalties. We had some penalties, I know, talking to Jed. Uh, Coach Kennedy um, this weekend that there's a few things to me cleaned up and and when you get in a game like that I mean like the first play we got the ball it was a uh, uh, offensive line move and it's first and 15 you know you're thinking okay and, and they just made a shift defense just made a shift and, and we jumped off uh, so that's one thing I, I think that, that'll be cleaned up uh, you know getting ready for you know we got a week off uh, nobody's really hurt uh, and we, and we, you know, the fourth game of the fourth trial week, we go to Opelika and play the Bulldogs. Which yeah, is another I'm pretty sure. Game. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure you and Ken are excited to be back at Refuse Stadium uh, in a couple weeks. <laughs> well, we got one more road trip, and then we get to come back home. That's it. So, you know, just looking at it, so obviously off this week, and then you go to Opelika, who's also in the thick of the playoff race. It's really a five-team race for four spots, and really four for three because we you can pretty much say it was central. I mean, it's easy to assume they have number one wrapped up. They are the first only team in the region to clinch a playoff spot. Now, no surprise, uh, Jag High School and Smith Station, they are the only two that are officially eliminated. So, Percy, Julie, and Prattville, there's mathematics out there, Jerry. We're not going to get into them here that they could sure. somehow still get in. But anyways, you've got pretty much Auburn Enterprise, Opelika, and Dothan, two through five. All fighting for spots. I mean, Auburn's got the one loss. They play Central this weekend. And then you got Enterprise. They're three and two. Then Opelike and Dothan, they're both four and two. So that matchup in a few weeks when Dothan comes off the off, off week is going to be pretty big. Yeah, it's going to be a lot clearer, uh, I think, next week of uh, uh, kind of what the picture looks like of, of who's going to be really two, three, and four. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you'll have – in my opinion, three teams this time next week juggling for who's going to be two, who's going to be three, who's going to be four. And you won't be able to really know that for another week, you know, because a lot of things can happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can end up with a three-way tie with, with uh, Enterprise, Dothan, and Auburn. And we can talk about that later, uh, what that may look at. But you, you still got still got some games to play. We've got two uh, regional games. Some of the other schools have three. Um and uh, Central Phoenix City only has a nine-game schedule uh, this week, so they'll they'll have two they'll have two weeks off. <clears throat> They've already taken one, and the last week when we play uh, uh, Jack and Dothan, Central will be off again. So they only had nine games this season. Yeah, for who out here are not aware, uh, Jag used to be Jeff Davis. Just you know, yeah. kind of just cleared that up. He'll say, "Who's Jag High School?" You know, because maybe maybe all people just in that Dothan bubble they don't you know know what's going on with the the other teams. Look, Opelika and Enterprise play this Friday, so that's a big one there. I mean, actually, they loses, play this Thursday. They play Friday. Thursday night. I talked to their broadcast team uh, as we were leaving Friday night, saying, "Hey, why Thursday? Because you're playing Enterprise. It's not like you ever go to Montgomery or anything." And, and he said with, you know, I think Coach Blackman with, with the officiating uh, limitations, and that's number of bodies and officials, you can kind of get a group on Thursday um, that that's, that's not calling somewhere else on a Friday. So that, that's a Thursday game. And, and you're thinking, okay, it, you know, it's kind of like, let's say Alabama, they take off the week before they play LSU. Well, Enterprise will play uh, Opelika. And then they play Jack, you know, so they'll have seven days to get ready for them, but they only got four days to get ready for Opelika Bulldogs. So, yes. Yeah, and one yeah. thing, too, uh, if you listen to the broadcast or, or watched it, uh, uh, Amarian Griffin, who's number three for Enterprise, uh, almost caught a ball, or he caught a ball that was wide open in the field that would have really put a wrinkle in if he'd scored towards ACL. So Enterprise is going to go in the rest of the season without one of their key running backs. Yeah, that's a big blow because if you even if you just like read the paper and you just mm-hmm. see what Enterprise does, his name is there every week. That's a name you can kind of rely on, Enterprise. So that's going to be big and going in. And with Opelika, you look at their overall schedule, their record, they're four and four. 
But then you look, okay, they're four and two. That's a tough team. I mean, that was a tough game last year with Dothan uh, when they came to Dothan. I mean, that was a playoff game, basically, mm-hmm. one to two played. So it's it'll be interesting with that. And and with Dothan just, you know, this off week too, you, you mentioned it, you know, some of the things that Coach Kennedy might want to clean up. How do you think he approaches the off week? Well, you know, it, it's kind of like uh, a game or two before that was a big game. We, we won. Uh, he gave them off Sunday and Monday. Um, so I believe this week he'll give them off Sunday and Monday for sure. Uh, probably soft this week, probably getting pads maybe maybe Thursday. I know uh, that some of the team and definitely the coaches, since Opelika is going to Enterprise, would definitely want to go that, that game. But I, I think they'll put in more of a, uh, a game plan probably the first of the week. Um, Really, nobody hurt. So, um, you know, the physical game Friday night, some folks got banged up, but but nothing that uh, that's really going to hold them out. But I, I think it'll be kind of soft this week, uh, and then get back in it uh, next week, hard and heavy. Yeah, so it's going to be fun. I'm sure they're looking forward to the off week, and then you got the stretch run of the final two games, and uh, we get to take a little break too as well on Friday night and just kind of uh, do whatever we want to do on a Friday. But uh, Jerry, it's been fun uh, having you in this format, chatting with you. Uh, for people who don't know, we and Jerry can we chat like off the air and stuff during the broadcast and throughout the week and stuff like that. But uh, this is kind of like a look inside those conversations. But uh, Jerry, any any uh, final words uh, before we uh, we get out of here? Well, you know, Dothan's had a had a great year. Um, Coach Kennedy last year was kind of uh, uh, given a good team, but kind of one dimensional. And mm-hmm. and with a year behind his back, you can see now that Dothan is is more balanced. Last year was more of a running game. Uh, this year is more of a balance. I mean, you 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 have to keep intact that uh, you got a Sam Broadway, you got a Corbett, you got a Jones. Uh, that can get down the field and catch football. So that kind of gives them more of a mixed offense. Uh, defense, I mean, um, uh, Coach C, Coach Cilleroni and them have probably only given up. Now, of course, we won't we won't talk about Central, but, uh, you know, 9, 10, 12 points a game defensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and it's really a young team. So uh, so it, it's, it's things to come. It's going to be a good future, I think, for Dothan Wolves. Not only this year, but but actually in the future as well. Yeah, absolutely. Future's bright for Dothan Wolves. Uh, but uh, it's going to be, again, a good off week. Jerry, I hope you enjoy uh, the off week. You get to rest the voice up and get ready for these two big games to close it out. And uh, once again, I do appreciate you coming on the show today. Thank you. Thank you for checking out this episode of Wiregrass Daily News Sports. You can find the podcast over at wiregrassdailynews.com or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please follow, rate, and review. Leave a review, and I will read it on a future edition of the show. And if you just leave four stars, you are just a straight-up hater. You can follow me on social media over at pjordansec. You can email me at sportstalkfieldjordan at gmail.com. Awesome conversation there with Jerry Coleman, the play-by-play voice of the Dothan Wolves on 96.9, the legend. When the Dothan Wolves do return on the field on October 27th, make sure to listen to us uh, that night when they go to Opelika for the final road game of the regular season. Of course, the coaches show will be back on October 26th. Also, 
Uh, let's jump into some news real quickly and we're going to get out of here. We're not going to go 45 minutes like we did on Monday's show. Brock Bowers, the latest news on him. I gave you that info a little bit on Monday's show that he got injured against Vanderbilt. Looked like an ankle injury. That's what it is. It looks like he could be out three to six weeks due to surgery. Some are speculating the tight rope surgery uh, to repair that ankle. And you're just looking ahead what Georgia has coming up. They're off this week, and then the following week on the 28th, they do play Florida. And I want to call it that. Somebody may get mad. I don't know. They don't want us calling it this anymore, but the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Then they will play Missouri, Ole Miss, Tennessee, and close out the season with Georgia Tech. So when you look at that, who could beat Georgia without prop hours? See, Missouri gave them a good game last year, but that was in Missouri. Ole Miss will be interesting with their offense. Um, Florida's played well, better than I thought they would. Uh, Graham Mertz has played really well at the quarterback position for Florida. Georgia Tech, I don't think, is much of a threat even without Brock Bowers. So we'll see. See how much the offense is going to change because he's a big part of the offense. He is a safety net for quarterback Carson Beck. We saw that against Auburn in the second half. Whenever there was a big third and ten play, we knew who Beck was going to. He was going to look for Brock Bowers. So now tight end Oscar Dell, sophomore, will have to step up. And we'll see how he does. Um, he has 13 catches on the year for 162 touchdowns. Now, Brock Bowers on the year, 41 catches, 567 yards, and four touchdowns. The other receivers for Georgia, they're going to have to step up. Rara Thomas, Dominic Lovett, Lad McConkie, the whole group, these guys are going to step up. I think Lad is one that you could rely on to be that safety net now. For Beck, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. One be very interesting to see how the offense looks without Brock Bowers because we know Georgia has plenty of talented players, but offensively, we know where the number one guy is, and that is Brock Bowers. Now, the AP Top 25 in basketball, the first poll came out. We're just a few weeks away from basketball season, and we will get more into college basketball on one episode of the show next week. Uh, this week, Wednesday and Thursday, is SEC Basketball Media Days. We won't jump into that much. Maybe some news comes out of it, especially with Alabama and Auburn. We'll jump into that. But outside of that, not much this week. But next week, I plan in diving deep into some SEC basketball and whatever the news and everything we hear about from SEC basketball media days. But the top 10 is Kansas at number one, Duke at two, Purdue at three, Michigan State comes in at four, Marquette at five, UConn at six, Houston at seven, Creighton at eight, Tennessee, the first SEC team in the top 25. At number nine, there's Tennessee, and 10 is FAU. Other SEC teams, you'll have Arkansas at 14, Texas A&M at 15, Kentucky at 16. Future SEC team, Texas comes in at 18. Of course, they're still in the Big 12 for this year. And then Alabama comes in at 24. See what Nate Oates has planned for this year's Alabama team. Receiving votes, I'm shocked Auburn is not ranked, but look, they'll have the opportunities to play their way into the top 25. Auburn received 27 votes. Mississippi State got 20. Missouri got six. And Florida got two. So that is your preseason top 25 poll for basketball. And that's going to do it uh, for this edition of Wiregrass Daily News Sports. Hope everybody enjoyed that conversation with Jerry Coleman. Tomorrow, I'll be joined by Tide Illustrated Managing Editor Tony Sakalas. 
uh, we will talk all things Alabama. Look back at Arkansas game. Uh, review some thoughts Tony has from what Nick Saban said in his press conference on Monday, and we will preview the big rivalry game with Tennessee. That is this Saturday. And I'll go ahead and let you know what's going on Thursday. Jared Reddy, uh, he covers Ole Miss for 247 Sports. Uh, he will be on with me to preview Auburn and Ole Miss. And, of course, Matt Lowe will be on Friday. So we've got you covered this week. Great guests, great conversation are coming your direction. Well, anyways, guys, I'm going to get out of here. I hope everybody has a great Tuesday, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for tuning in to today's Wiregrass Daily News Sports. Make sure to tune back in tomorrow for more of the sports you love in the Wiregrass. Check out the podcast at wiregrassdailynews.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Continue the conversation and connect with Philip on social media at PJordanSEC.